in the know for Monday, September 21, the 265th day of 2020. There are 101 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. Alitchfield Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast, on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Final weekend of summer is in the books. Final day of summer is ahead of us. RGB passes. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You're a big fan of fall. I am. So yeah. you'll be happy when it arrives tomorrow. Well, yeah, that's what my memo just said. I was on the phone with her. Yeah. Some people will ask, what's the big <laughs> deal about fall? And uh, there's a lot going on. The changing of the leaves. There's pumpkin spice everything, if you're so inclined. I'm not. There's uh, apple picking. There's wearing anything plaid. (laughs) There's Halloween. There's Thanksgiving. And then there's also the relief that you don't have to worry about your beach body until uh, next spring. So that is true. You can, you know, My favorite thing is just pumpkins. Pumpkins in so. general. Mm-hmm. Pumpkins, gourds, and the like. She is the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. hey. How's Misty? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. You over there doing the Cupid shuffle in the corner? In my head. I know you don't like the chicken dance, so I was trying to do some other popular uh, line dance that uh, would be would be popular. Do you like fall? Yeah, so, I, you know, I seriously have pumpkin spice coffee this morning. I put my boots on. I'm trying to be the girl who loves fall. But the truth is, a fall and I don't get along very well because it can't make up its mind on what I'm supposed to wear. <laughs> like, it was so cold this morning. It was like 40-something degrees when I put these boots on. But by this afternoon, I'm going to be so hot, I'm going to be taking the boots off, walking around the office in bare feet. And you and I look. Polar opposite. Polar opposite. You've got flip-flops on because, yeah, yeah you get up a little you're later the, than I, I have so it's already on. warmed up. Well, you're, the, you're the last day of summer, and you're the first day of fall. That's yeah. sort of how so, you all have dressed up. By this afternoon, here. I want flip-flops and a slushie again. I'm going to be mad because they're telling me it's fall. I got it. Hey, a North Carolina city is having to replace, I don't know if it's expensive to make street signs, but I would imagine that you don't want to uh, you don't want to waste them. Uh, speaking of the arrival of autumn tomorrow, North Carolina City is replacing a street sign where they misspelled autumn. Oh, it's in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's Autumn Oaks Drive. They forgot yeah, there's an end. N on the end of it. Oh. It's autumn. Well, it's funny. Aut- if you want to do it correctly, it's <laughs> autumn. In defense of the person who made the sign, there's no room for the end. Well, that's true. They would have to kern it just a little right? bit in order. There's a little space between the A and the K in uh, Oaks that they could squeeze a little more distance they out of that. Take an, they could take a U out. That's right. They could. Autumn's yeah. got two, to, yeah. one to spare. They do have an air and a spare. Uh, I, I will say again, yet again, as I have uh, noticed many times about North Carolina and their love of championing um, the, the, the Wright brothers and Kitty Hawk, Mm-hmm. You know, their license plates say first in flight, yep. last in driving, because they can't oh. drive. They come over the mountain of Cherokee, and they mess up things in Pigeon Forge. And so they're last in driving, and now apparently last in spelling as well. Yeah. The North Carolinians not doing it a very, place. at a very <laughs> They know who they are, and they, they, they stay level. consistent. I guess you're right. Consistency uh, is key. I, do, I did not grab the weather forecast on my way to the building uh, oh, I can studio because... Uh, dry, cold this cold. morning and warm this afternoon. It'll be cold overnight. I think we may get into the 40s, upper 40s and lower 50s. We were this morning um, overnight again tonight, at, but it will remain dry. Yeah. We'll be back in the 80s again later in the week and into the weekend for the first weekend of fall. So it'll be one of those sleeves in the morning, short, long sleeves in the morning, mm-hmm. short sleeves in the afternoon. But most importantly, you know, we had a wet spring and a wet summer, and now we've taken to having a dry spell. And so we thought that our fall foliage was going to be delayed because of the wet, wetter conditions. Mm-hmm. But if we go too many, you know, if we go a, a period of days without it, things will dry out in a hurry. Already noticing the corn 
is uh, a lot of a lot of corn crops are getting ready to come down in the next few days. Uh, we will tell you that if you're on the uh, from the the square in Litchfield, south a couple of blocks in that general area, using the um, the medium courthouse, you know, in Grayson County, mm-hmm. in Litchfield, we have we have three <laughs> levels. We have we have old. We have medium and we have new courthouses. Right. This is around the area of the medium courthouse and the uh, detention center annex. Uh, overnight utility pole taken out um, on the backside of that convenience store over there. And, well, it caused a whole host of troubles. Uh, KU working on the scene and about uh, 5.20 this morning and trying to get the go-go juice going again. Yeah. So hard pump gas. Without, uh, at least with the new timey, the new timey pumps, old timey pumps, you didn't have to have. Well, if you ele- remember in an ice storm, we had one set of pumps in the county that were not uh, electronically <laughs> yeah. wow. generated. So if you remember, people were standing in line and they sent yeah. the fire trucks and ambulances there first. Of course. Uh, Friday afternoon, starting to hear the news of the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, and, uh, you know, quite obviously a, a tremendous legacy. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movie in the last couple of years. I saw the movie on the basis of sex. And it takes her back to her undergrad at Columbia. Uh, she No, actually, she finished law school at Columbia. But her undergrad, and she got married, and she had a child, uh, went to law school. Two different law schools started, and then she followed her husband when he moved. Then she changed and went to Columbia Law School, but then couldn't get a job. She was basically, she was a lawyer. Graduated first in her class and was unemployable mm-hmm. at the time because uh, law firms didn't want to take a chance. It it, it was partially uh, because she was a woman at mm-hmm. the time, but more importantly is because she was a mom because they thought that the duties of her being a mother would get in the way of her ability to practice law. And so she decided to teach law, and then she uh, you know was uh, heavily involved in civil rights, argued several courses in, uh, cases in front of the Supreme Court, I think one five of seven of the total that she argued, and then got named, uh, got appointed by Bill Clinton and confirmed in uh, with with really not much um, opposition in 1993 when she was appointed, when she was uh, nominated and appointed. Of course, if we remember our American history, that her, her nomination to the Supreme Court was on the heels of the Clarence Thomas drama. And so after the nation had gone through all of that debacle, Mm -hmm. I think the nation was welcoming of having a smooth nomination and confirmation. And she was well-deserving. And as it turns out, she's been a voice for liberals on the court. Uh, She's, uh, you know, she's kind of counterbalanced some of the things that have happened, uh, some of the other appointments that have made. She and Justice Scalia were uh, famously great friends, even though they were theoretically on opposite sides, uh, opposite sides of the issues. And, you know, it's sad that we have to talk about our court in that way these days because the Supreme Court of the United States is supposed to interpret the con- uh, interpret the Constitution mm-hmm. uh, rather than be left or right on any particular issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet we do. You know, we, we, we figure out the court in, in a matter of uh, the way that it's weighted and lefts and rights. But then, you know, hours later, you, know, you start hearing about um, uh, what's going to, you know, what's going to happen with the vacancy. We're taken back to the end of the Obama, uh, presidency, uh, when, uh, Mitch McConnell famously blocked the nomination of Merrick Garland and said, we would let the American people decide who the next justice was of the United States Supreme court. And, uh, so that's kind of set up a showdown in what's going to happen in the next weeks and months on, uh, if you, if you are, if you are unlikely to be. If you are likely to be less than supportive of Leader McConnell and you're likely to be less than supportive of President Trump, then you're going to be adamant about uh, waiting until after the election Mm -hmm. to fill the vacancy on SCOTUS. If you are are, uh, extremely conservative on the right-hand side, you're part of the base of McConnell and Trump, then you're likely to say forge ahead. That's what we told you a couple of years ago we wanted you to do. And we want you to fill that vacancy. And then there are people that are somewhere in between. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you, I find myself, at least professionally, I find myself somewhere in between because I'm calculating, is this the right move based upon what you're on the record as doing at the end of the Obama presidency? And I'm trying to, rather than let my um, 
my conservatism just automatically drift over to this side. I'm trying to figure out plausible reasons why this nomination is different than the Merrick Garland nomination. And so if you listen to Leader McConnell, he's on the record. He's been on the record for months saying that if the vacancy occurs before the end of the year, they're going to fill it. Didn't matter when, didn't matter who was ahead in the polls, didn't matter any of those things. And he's on the record also, he being McConnell, saying that in 2018, they were given a greater majority, a Republican majority in the Senate. And this is a case where the... The, the, the difference in the Obama era was that the Obama presidency was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And there was going to be a new president in the White House no matter what And that election. This election is President Trump could be you know, reelected for four more years or Joe Biden could find his way into the uh, into the White House. We'll find out, you know, in a matter of in a matter of months. And so Leader McConnell is is doubling down on the mandate given to him, given to them, the Senate, by voters to fill this vacancy. And so, you know, I'm it is an interesting it is an interesting move. And the reason that it's interesting is because that Leader McConnell has a group of senators who are on the record as saying two years ago, you know, in the Kavanaugh and like through, through those confirmations. Yes, you should wait in an election year. You should wait. Well, what the justification that Leader McConnell was using for the Merrick Garland objection, he says, is different. Like the same facts don't apply now, but the senators who were falling in line over the Merrick Garland deal were citing that it was just about an election year issue. So, I have a hard time. Like I, for me, it's just black and white, and I'm a purist when it comes to the law. Whoever is the sitting president is the sitting president, regardless of the time and the death of of. If if we lost a justice at the end, but it's not over yet. So mm-hmm. I, had a t- I had a hard time, even as a Republican, with Mitch McConnell's statement back then, even though I wanted my party to have their way with it, yep. to be very transparent. And now I'm back to that same place. The sitting president is the sitting president with all the same. You, The power does not decrease getting to the end of your presidency. Even though we want it to and we argue those points, it isn't. There's a staying power there. So I I had a hard time with it then. I'm having a hard time with it now, um, regardless of which party's involved. I I mean, I'm pretty confident that I want the Trump nominee to the Supreme Court instead of the Biden nominee to the Supreme Court. as a Republican, sure, absolutely. I, I think that's what I want, but I'm a little bit concerned about the optics. And here's why the optics are important is that you know we've been saying for a while being a being a US senator is you have you have a greater influence on things as a senator especially mm-hmm. as a long-serving senator than you ever do as a president there are there's a reason those senate terms are 6 years and presidential terms are 4 years and you mm-hmm. can serve no more than two of those uh, consecutively so it, it the when you look like it or don't when you look back at the McConnell legacy in 20 30, 40 years, whenever you want to look back at it, when the dust has settled, you'll look back and you will infamously see where his hand in building the Supreme Court of the United States was on it, and and it appears they will fill three vacancies in a four-year period of time, mm-hmm. which is a third of the court. You know, <laughs> you're talking about a third of the court in addition to already having who you thought were conservative justices there. And it will influence our country for decades to come as a result. And so I think that Leader McConnell is not vulnerable in Kentucky to losing the election or certainly wasn't through Friday. And I think that's unlikely to change. But he does have some cronies in the Senate that are more vulnerable, and so they're kind of doubling down to say, we'll take this seat on the Supreme Court and suffer the potential consequences of losing the majority in the Senate because we know that what we're doing with the court is longer serving the nation than what the next Four, two or four year term will be in the Senate because they're all kind of you know rolling on their terms. So the president really has nothing to lose in this case. He's swinging for the fences, appealing to his base, trying to motivate people. Sure. And we'll see if they get a nomination. Um, they're forty three days until election day. We won't know election day or night who the next who the president of the United States will be. 
President Donald Trump will be president until January the 21st, no matter what. The average uh, confirmation to the Supreme Court is 77 days. So there's really plenty of time in there to get the nomination by the end of the week. Uh, they'll, you know, they'll call for a vote. It'll, I, I would imagine this will be somewhat fast-tracked. The other thing I would ask is if you're, if you're opposed to President Trump, uh, and you're opposed to Leader McConnell, you've not even heard who the nominee is yet. So how do you, I mean, do you automatically just discount and say, well, it's going to be someone that I don't like? Well, and He's the, already said it's going to be a woman. After the Kavanaugh drama, will we have anyone that's willing to be nominated? <laughs> well, yeah. You know, what do you, I do want to say this. If you've not seen the movie The Basis of Sex, On the Basis of Sex, it's good. Um, here's what was surprising to me, and I wonder, I've always wanted to know if this was a factual piece of the movie. When Ruth was raised in a time where women were submissive to men and whatever men wanted to say and do, she was to just be quiet about it. So I'm going to dumb, dumb it down and paraphrase it, uh, that character and that. But it was her daughter who was going through the revolution, women's revolution and, and protesting in the 60s, that when these men on the sidewalk whistled at them and made some really um, nasty comments towards them, it was the daughter that turned around and put them in their place. And she looked at her like, we do have the right to do that as women. It was like an epiphany for her. And she, you know, hugged on her daughter and said, I'm so proud of you for having the willpower to do that. So if you've not seen the movie, even though I never, I didn't agree with all of the choices she made as a justice, she was powerful in the movement. But it was really her daughter that I feel like the movie depicted showed her that she had the authority to stand up for herself, mm -hmm. even to just Joe Blow on the street who was running his mouth. Well, and her granddaughter, uh, who is also an attorney, saw an interview with her yesterday, just said, you know, also for generations to come, mm -hmm. uh, there were some dissenting opinions that she offered at the time on her time on the court that History will look back at it and say they were in the they were in the majority. Her dissents mm -hmm. were actually the way that our country came around to later to go. Oh yes, this was this was really the way we should have been doing it. Mm. And uh, I thought that brilliantly, some of much of what she argued as an attorney in front of the civil court, uh, the the Supreme Court before she was when she was a civil rights attorney and before she was a justice was that. She was backing into women's rights by advocating for men, mm -hmm. like the widowers versus the widows, mm -hmm. that a widower should yeah. receive the same benefits yeah. that a widow would. And it created it created parity. It created a level more level, a more level playing field to allow for. So it was just an interesting way of getting to the truth of the law, yeah. but doing it in a way that seemed the the opposite of what she would be arguing. Yeah, if you've never seen the movie, it's worth watching that her first case she finally got a leg up was fighting for a man who took on a domestic role mm -hmm. that the court would have said, no, he's not supposed to do that. Stay-at-home dad. Right. You know, basically, yeah. stay-at-home stay yeah. husband. That's right. Or, well, caregiver. Yeah, yeah caregiver, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, J Justice Ginsburg's passing uh, mostly and largely has shoved COVID off the front page for the last couple of days. So uh, it's been nice to uh, talk about something other than COVID, even though it's her passing. Yes, but I, I have heard some people say, well, you've not heard anything about COVID now that the political, that it didn't, COVID didn't die and go away. COVID's still there. We're just all looking for something new to talk about. So don't make comments like that. A combined 1,441 cases of COVID between Saturday and Sunday, 1,002 on Saturday, mm. which is the, I think the second highest daily total. Wow. And 439 yesterday, bringing us to 61,542, 10 new deaths. Over the weekend, uh, bring us to uh, 1,111 deaths. 1 1.1 million tests have been performed. Also saw some numbers out of John Hopkins this weekend that 30.8 million COVID cases have been reported worldwide. 6.8 million in the United States alone. So that's what we're, uh, 6.8 million cases in the United States of Marca. Uh, I did see that a school counselor, at Fort Knox Middle School, had passed away from COVID-19. Uh, she is a counselor at the middle school. Her name is Pamela Harris. She was diagnosed with the virus and was being treated at a local hospital when she died on Tuesday. Really saddened to hear of her yeah, her passing. You know, um, it, it uh, the military installations, I was just thinking about Fort Campbell and Fort Knox. Fort Knox not playing a fall sports season. Fort mm -hmm. Campbell not playing a uh, fall sports season. You know, they Fort Campbell was on Grayson County's schedule. 
and uh, it's, they operate under different you know rules. And yeah. I just so I just now hearing that information over the weekend. In fact, uh, Grayson County Sheriff's Office arrested a Brownsville felon on gun and DUI charges after a crash. You can read about that at k105.com. The Kentucky State Police are investigating after a suspect shoots himself while being pursued in Owensboro yesterday morning in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, Three killed outside a restaurant in Louisville in a uh, a shooting there. And uh, that was outside the Bungalow Joe's Bar and Grill. We'll be getting a new kind of license plate debuting in Kentucky. No longer are we going to have the raised embossed lettering. Okay. They're going to be flat surfaced and will be digitally printed upon. So we'll see a, a migration to that rather hmm. than that old, you know, that for certainly as long as I've been alive, I can remember that raised. Mm-hmm. But we'll like get more of the European kind of smoother. Still going to be made by inmates. So don't don't worry about that. We're not running the inmates out of work. Uh, Miami ran past Louisville, 47-34 in the ACC opener for those two teams. Liberty University, the Flames, defeated the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky University 30-24 to down in Bowling Green. I lost track of that score of 17-7 when I was uh, watching. In high school football, Apollo, Edmondson County, Elizabethtown, Hancock, Mayfield, McLean, and Ohio counties all winning. The Grayson County Cougars blanked. The Breckenridge County uh, Fighting Tigers. I don't like to call them the Fighting Tigers. I don't think they're Fighting Tigers. They got blanked on the scoreboard, mm. so they're just they're they're Tigers. Well, you can still fight. Grayson and not, County not win. Oh, that's true. Grayson County tamed them. Twenty-seven tamed the Tiger. Twenty-seven <laughs> to nothing. Bryson DeChambeau literally muscled his way to the U.S. Open uh, Championship, so that was good for uh, Bryson to win. Com- he's kind of changing the game of golf uh, in the way that he's approaching it. And uh, Tade Pogaccia wins the yellow jersey in the Tour de France. Uh, Sam Bennett won the stage on the Champs yesterday, but uh, Tade Pogaccia. Uh, youngest, second youngest person ever to win the Tour de France. Wow. He turns 22 years of age today. Wow. Goodness. Congratulations to Tati. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way here on In the Know. When you need someone, someone that you, you can call, when all your faith is on. Today is the last full day of summer. So get all you can out of summer 2020 in case you're, for some reason, trying to hang on to it. I'm going to go take my boots off and put on my swimsuit just run around the backyard. <laughs> Wee! Like the guy go big. I'm seriously, like, this is like the last day. Yeah. I can wear these pants. Yeah. Until we get to the beach. Misty, you got a pond back there. You can just wear your boots. Swimsuit, dive in, head first. That sounds good. Looks fine. Uh, today is also Miniature Golf Day today. Okay. First Miniature Golf uh, was the Tom Thumb Golf Course built in 1929 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Huh. I wonder if it's still there. Well, so I think of Tom Thumb, but also think of like clowns where you like for Miniature Golf, sure, like, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine... There'd be next to next to nothing to do in Panama City Beach, Florida, without any miniature golf courses or go karts. Yeah, there's no. a lot of go kart in there too. Uh, and it's also World Gratitude Day today to unite all people in a positive emotion of gratitude, creating a world community. Okay, so um, oh, it's pecan cookie day today. Mm. I do love those sandies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are good. They'll kill me now, but Butter they're good. Butter pecan, no, no. caramel pecan, orange pecan, mm-hmm. popcorn shrimp, shrimp creole. <laughs> Sorry. I went, Bubba. On Bobby. I went Bubba Gump on you all of a sudden there. Uh, if you have college-age kids, I want to go ahead and just give you an advance, <sighs> as much advance notice as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't let them trick you. Don't let the college kids trick you. There is no spring break in 2021. 
Colleges around the country are already taking spring break off the calendar. So if they go trying wow. to tell you they need to go to Club La Vela <laughs> or they're going to Fort Lauderdale yeah. or wherever it yeah. is, there yeah. will be no spring break in the spring semester of 2021. All because colleges, huh? Not just local? Just no, all, pretty just much all. all. Uh, they, because here's they are collectively, as a, as a society of universities, saying once we get you on our campus, we're going to let you go home for an elongated period of time. Basically, the semester is ending, what, not long after Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. And then you'll go back mid-January like normal, so an extended break. But once you get back here January the 15th, you're here until the 1st of May. Okay. We're not going to let you go all the various places around yeah. the country and beyond <laughs> and then slobber and rub up and on one another and all that stuff twerking. and then and then bring that bring that bring those cooties back to our yeah, campus. Yeah, I don't want your twerk duty do cooties. Right, twerk cooties Yucky. are the worst. Dirty. Look. That's exactly right. So, just be on notice parents if they say I'm saving money for spring break. Well, that's good. Keep saving. Keep saving. It's going to be a couple years. It's going to be a while before you can do it. <laughs> Pay your car payment. I loved this headline. A national park in Thailand is mailing trash back to litter bug tourists. Love this so much. I could squeal. Right? Well, I'm liking it a lot oh, because in a, um, the Minister of oh. Natural Resources and Environment has stressed that any rubbish left behind which can endanger the park's wildlife, will be packed up and sent right back to the Mm. offending visitor. Because I will pick up all of your garbage and postage back home as a souvenir. Your trash will send it back to you. So because of um, uh, uh, cameras Mm -hmm. and the ability to see license plates and identify people, they can then backtrack because of your license plate, your registration, Find out where you live and mail your trash back to you. I think that it is a brilliant move because I I can't stand litter bugs. Uh, It makes me so angry that I'm shocked at the immediate rage that comes over me when I see people throw their garbage out a window. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm going to give Rick Burgess a whole lot of credit for for a situation that I I think he's the only person I've ever had uh, heard say this, so I'm giving him credit. But he thinks that we should have a litter zone. Like along the highways, oh, okay, instead of yeah. if you could just get if you can't get them to not let Mountain Dew cans blow out of their truck bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always the Mountain Dew can. Isn't and then it the we bottles have or the whatever prisoners that pick those up? Yes, right? mm-hmm. and so what we're saying is <laughs> the, the next zone. two miles right. is a litter litter zone. Mm. So if you just can't, if you've got to throw something out of your truck. Then here's the zone to do it, and then we've got people. Then you only have to pick up that zone. I think that could be, or it could get excessive because I think people would. Yeah, then you're going to be driving. Through, like, you're going to have to have bulldozer well, on the front of your car. Right, because I think some people may not pay for trash pickup. They just, like, throw yeah, it out in that yeah, zone. She's right. You, then, then you're allowing for the for people to just lower their standards. If littering is okay here, littering is okay there. That no, type of- it's just no. that people will stop doing the right thing with their trash. No, everybody's going to be throwing it out the window. And hope mm. bags, like, I don't need to pay your, for your trash pickup. Yeah. Go to the litter zone. Well, I mean, it. but, but clearly what we're doing isn't working. I even saw someone um, a week or so ago talking about how dirty the lake is. You know, mm-hmm. stuff gets blown in and washed down river, and the water gets up, People and the water lazy. goes down. And they are throwing your trash out your window crackers. or out your boat. You are just flat out lazy. I just think that the litter zone would be abused. I do too. I, I agree, but the land is abused. You know, the, mm-hmm. the the point is, what we're doing isn't effectively is is not curbing littering or allowing people to just throw stuff in their truck bed and think, oh, that won't blow out. Well, it's not even that guy that bothers me. Like, if you're out on the work zone all day and you're throwing it back there and you get in your truck and you forget and it blows out, whatever. I'm talking about the people I've seen roll their window down and chuck bags, food bags, out the window. Like, I saw a lady do this in her red SUV in Elizabethtown, and I was taken aback at the rage that came over me. I was honking my horn. I remember the story. She picked up her phone. I thought, I got to stop. She's going to call 911 on me for aggressively harassing her. But I was so mad, I almost turned around and went back and got her garbage and called the cops to pick it. It would have been it. worth it, though, if she'd gotten a littering yes, ticket. Because of I had her. I had a yeah. picture of her license plate. I mean, I almost right? did. I was so mad, but it makes me so angry. Oh, so bad. 
Teachers are reporting that some parents, by the way, can we just say that parents are getting a much mm, deeper look into a child's home now than they once did? Oh, dear. I hadn't thought about that, but you know, they're traveling, they're traveling virtually. It it used to, you had to use context clues. Right. To understand what might be going on in a child's home, uh-huh. and now you're getting a front row seat. It's like sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having dinner with them. <laughs> yes, it, it can. Wherever the child's work desk is, Except you're getting. You're not, a, you're not getting the representatives you'd get at dinner, mm-hmm. right? In a school board meeting on Wednesday, the Boca Raton Elementary a board a teacher in Florida there delivered a colorful message to parents. It said, "Parents." Please make sure that you have on proper clothing when you are walking behind your child's computer. Oh, my goodness. Because we've seen them in their drawers, their bras, and everything else. Yeah, you totally forget what's going on in your own house, right? Says parents, when you are helping your children at their computer, please do not appear with big joints in your hands and cigarettes. Those joints be Those joints are as big as cigars. Oh, yes, we've seen it all. What about little joints? Are we discriminating against the little joints? <laughs> Someone said, I had a father, no shirt, drinking a beer at 11.45 in the morning. Listen, these parents, though, are having to do your job, and they don't know what to do with themselves. Now, I'm a, I'm a stay sober, people. It's better for you. But I got to say, Maybe it may be better for the kids if the dad has a little shot of toddy in the morning. One teacher said, I did have a parent who sat on the couch, and we could see an ankle monitor on her leg. Oh. question is she in trouble because she's trying to be a teacher and she's not doing it well so she got arrested okay but misty think <laughs> so many questions let, let's let's not forget really what this is about it's not about the teacher it's about the communal zoom meeting because yeah. now suddenly i'm little johnny yeah age nine and i've never seen someone no shirt drinking at eleven forty-five in the morning but oh. I can see my my pal. Oh yeah, so it's not just teachers. Yeah. It's not about that. You've got students who are able to see things they've never seen <laughs> before, like ankle monitors, right? So <laughs> little Johnny gets to go running to his mom and go, "Mommy, what's an ankle monitor? Yeah. Mommies and daddies don't want to explain mm. that, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Wow. I just had the conversation twice over the weekend, two different audiences about growing up and thinking that everybody lived the way you lived, and then you got to an age where you realized they don't. Mm-hmm. But we were all in agreement that usually happened that around out. your teenage years. Mm-hmm. You know, when you could really process life and reflect and then spend some time with friends and talk. It's <laughs> happening sooner now. Mm-hmm. Well, so, will and- we see a riot of children saying, I want it done at our house like it's done over there at little Johnny's house? Right. Well, plus we had to have the rule at our house. If you're going from one end of the house to the other, there will be no FaceTiming. There will be no, like, yes, we you're not just going to go carrying yeah. your face. Yeah. You're not going to go carrying your phone through you the house. You had to be on your bed with your phone facing <laughs> that, the wall. That's right, because yep. it's just, this is not an open invitation to everyone into our home. Yep. Because I don't want to... Like, I, hey, I accidentally I I FaceTime a girlfriend of mine. Didn't mean to. I was on the phone with her, and then I dropped something on my phone, and it pushed the mm-hmm. FaceTime and called. And I'm sitting there in my bra, putting my makeup on, and she's <laughs> looking straight up. And I look down and see her face. I'm like, oh, hey, you. Hey. So now I've learned hey, to turn my, my phone over mm-hmm. when I'm on speakerphone. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it can get so. away from you mm-hmm. in a quick. A Connecticut quick. woman test driving a car crashed after going over 100 miles per hour. A woman who is test driving a new car crashed after driving 100 miles an hour on I-395 in Norwich, Connecticut. The 30-year-old driver admitted to troopers that she was driving at a high speed because she wanted to test the capabilities of the car. 
Well, yes, but they should have tested your capabilities yeah, before they let you go on the test drive. That's a salesperson's biggest nightmare. <laughs> you are out of control of what they're going to do. Sure. And I've had some stunts pulled. <laughs> I was thinking about the Corvette when when Kramer went on the test drive on oh, Seinfeld. Oh yeah. And they wanted to run it way past E to yeah. see how far they oh, could go before go, yeah. running out of gas. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. We got more on the way. You're on in the know. Flagpole is called a truck. I did not know that. T R U C K? Yep. I'm not sure why. Why is it just called the ball on the top of the flagpole? I think they needed something more succinct. I mean, that. like a stop ball. A cap. Man, yeah. great. That yeah. makes more sense yeah. than truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where's it going? What's a pole a topper. Yeah, pole topper. <laughs> pole topper. I mean, they, they work like that for one. the pole, right? You need a topper for the pole. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> That's what they're called, pole keep, workers. <laughs> pole topper keeps your flag on. I'm, yes. Keeps it's kind of, a, yes. kind of a slogan, yes. I would think. Uh, the Emmys last night. I didn't watch. I didn't watch either. Um, I, I heard that Jimmy Kimmel did a really good job, uh, especially considering the yeah. – you know, the circumstances of trying to do a live award show without an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a uh, drama series, Succession won the best drama series. Never uh, heard of it. Beat out The Crown. I think it's on HBO. Beat out Stranger Things. Beat out Ozark. Beat out The Mandalorian. Best Supporting Actress Drama goes to Julia Garner on Ozark. Oh, I love Ozark. So Julia Garner, though, is she the blonde-headed girl? Is she the curly-headed? Or is she the, is she the mom? Is she Jason Bateman's wife on Ozark? Or is she? I think she. So what, what's the award for? Supporting, Supporting actress. It almost has to be the girl with the curly hair. Right? I agree, daughter? but you know she's. But, no, not the daughter. Okay. But, um, but you know, more and more she works her way almost <laughs> into the lead. All right, give me your name again. Julia Garner. Best Supporting Actor in a Drama, Billy Crudup from The Morning Show. Morning Show's good. Is it? I still haven't watched yeah. it. Uh, directing for a drama series, Succession for uh, Hunting. Yes, it's the curly-headed one. It is, yeah. Yes. So I guess that's right. She definitely I mean, starts out as really a supporting uh, actress. It, by the way, I'd really like to know what her natural accent is. Me too. She nails that. You know, I want to be careful about what I call it. Uh, she nails that accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's good. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. I just better not say it. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race won for Best Competition Program. I had a French child wonder where the cars were in that show. <laughs> uh, the Drag Race, yeah. But I like that. Yeah. That means you're innocent. Uh, right? Craps Creek. Yeah, it doesn't have. Yeah. Big milestone for Craps Creek. Won all seven possible awards. Listen. They are the first show to sweep. It's so funny. You it's have to the get into best it. show. Mora. Right. <laughs> David's my favorite. I have, it's, I have a hard time picking a favorite. I a, you know, I, I, we've identified that I just have a hard time with Eugene Levy, but now yeah. it's it's Levy times two. I mean, there are two it, Levy's on that show. It is so you good. Have to, yeah, you have to get past that. You would appreciate the writing if you would really yes, get past that. And you really to would. Mora's writing is impeccable. Speaking of Ozark. Um, the Emmys had a little bit of a Steve Harvey moment. Ooh. The 2020 Emmys a little bit or a lot. gave Jason Bateman the an award for. Um, oh, I don't even remember the. It was for his guest appearance on HBO's The Outsider. Uh-huh. And so they announced Jason Bateman as the winner, and then they came back and said, "Our apologies, an incorrect winner has been announced. We're fixing it now." And it was actually This Is Us guest star Ron Cephas Jones. Uh. Ron Cephas Jones has to be the uncle, don't you think? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, the, the long Viet- lost brother. The Vietnam yeah, vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 the Vietnam vet. Camper has to be. Doesn't that? So it has to be Ron Cephas Jones. I'm living in a camper, which yeah. is what I'm striving to do in my life now. Do, 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 Goals. But you'd rather have the Kevin camper mm-hmm. than oh, the original. Yeah, no, I don't camper. want his camper. I just yeah. said a camper, not his camper. My <laughs> camper. Living my camper. Eddie Murphy wins his first ever Emmy Award. What? For his SNL show, for his comeback on SNL, he won oh. the Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. For his return to hosting Saturday Night Live, Eddie, uh, he he has an Oscar and he has a Grammy, I'm pretty sure. So, doesn't quite have the EGOT yet. Maybe he'll be on Broadway someday and win a Tony Award. He should be. It's the Eddie Murphy story. Yeah, the Buckwheat story. He could star in that. <laughs> and have you ever wondered why we don't have a sequel to the movie Elf? Because no. it was too good. Yeah. Too, it was just done. Like, yeah. Just leave it alone. That's what you would That's think. kind of my deal. You leave would, things alone. You would think so, but writing children's books and obviously Jovi yeah. and Buddy go on yeah. to write other books mm-hmm, and uh-huh. et cetera, and they could spin that in. You know, they have yeah. a child, et cetera. Right. No. It, uh, so there was a sequel in the works, according to James Caan, but Will Ferrell and John Favreau did not get along. Oh. Will Farrell could dictate who the director was in the sequel, and he didn't want John Favreau, and John Favreau didn't want out, and so they just never made the sequel. But it's kind of hard to imagine Will Farrell not getting along with someone. Yeah, I don't want to know that side of him. I like yeah. him as Buddy the Elf. He I know. Seraphine, so, everybody. But that's why. But it's mm-hmm. weird. The pediatrician and Buddy the Elf <laughs> don't get along in the movie. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. for today. What myth or saying do you think is dumb? Myth or saying? Yeah, Gosh, like, there's a lot uh, of wives' tales that are silly. Frogs don't jump from boiling water. You know, that kiss a frog thing never works, so that's kind of dumb. Yeah, kiss a few frogs. Yeah. The Bermuda Triangle. I don't know. I kind of like that one. Don't take that away from me. The I kiss like a frog. Frogs like do actually jump in boiling water. Um, no, you, you can cook a frog. That's true, they do. Um, you, know, you put it on low, and then you gradually... But if you throw them in, they jump out of boiling water. you got to dial up the temperature. And then the old, it takes seven years to digest gum. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't believe that one. Your, your eyes will go cross-eyed <laughs> if you, you know, stare at the, you know, if you do that. If somebody hits you while you got your eyes crossed, they'll stay that way. Uh, that's, you know, none of that. Um... You may be wondering how my chili endeavor. Oh, went. that's right! I almost texted you this weekend and asked. It was, it was easy and mm-hmm. it was perfect. Yeah. Yes, it was easy and it was perfect. Do you know why it was easy and it was perfect? Because that's what Reed Drummond titled the recipe. Oh. Reed Drummond said it was easy and perfect. Not me. Okay. It's called Easy Perfect Chili by Ree Drummond, no. and it was good. If you had to title it, what would you title it? It was pretty easy. I don't know if it was perfect because I, you know, if I, now I've made chili one time, so I don't know. I, I think you have to have more than one chili to know if it was per- perfect. But I will tell you, but when all things came together, including the lime, the tortilla, uh-huh. and the shredded uh, cheddar. Yeah. That it was with the chili, it it was good. It okay. was. It was yeah. It was good. I, I probably overdid the lime on mine because I tend to um, have a smaller bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of over squeezed my lime. Mm-hmm. I will tell you <laughs> that when according to the <laughs> recipe, and you can get it on Food Network. It's Reed Drummond Easy Perfect Chili. And it, had we had a normal morning, I was going to share the recipe with you. Um, but uh, we've had some technical difficulties this morning um when you start with the ground beef mm-hmm. and then you do all the seasonings and you do the tomato paste this is before the beans okay the the 
the base of the chili gets awfully dry if it simmers for an hour. Oh, yeah, so make true. sure you keep pouring in some water mm-hmm. in there just to keep it good and moist. Otherwise. And I would add some sour cream to it as I agree. well. We were missing the sour yeah. cream. Thanks, we children. We... Wherever, they, yeah. wherever the sour cream went. Did you check upstairs? Uh, it got sourer if it's upstairs. <laughs> Do you um, think I'm going up there? I'm just saying it tends to be where things no, we, we, fly away. We, we hire the Lewis and Clark expedition to go upstairs. <laughs> we won't do it ourselves. Good we call. hire it out. Good so call. far, missing over the weekend, grape jelly and sour cream. We sick Aunt Debbie on them. Yes, we do. Yes, go. Yes. Debbie, go get them. Yeah. Get up there, Lewis. <laughs> Clark. That's exactly Deb, right. She is Lewis and Clark combined. <laughs> she really is. She got enough spunk for Lewis and Clark. That's what I think times so. Times yeah. 4.325. Yeah. yeah, she's the 2020 version of Lewis and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. the best. Yeah. On <laughs> the chili was good. Let yeah. us know where it the was. jelly is, Aunt Debbie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or just throw it away. <laughs> on TV tonight, the premiere on Fox of L.A.'s Finest. On Fox, the premiere of Filthy Rich. And on CBS, the season two premiere of Manhunt, Deadly Games. Sounds completely uninteresting on all fronts. That's one of the problems is we're going to get a whole, we're going to get a big dose of reality TV over the coming weeks because the scripted television was shut down for so long. So we're not going to get our normals back as soon. Uh, Today's highlight in history, this day, 1981, the Senate unanimously confirmed the nomination of Sandra Day O'Connor. To become the first female justice of the Supreme Court. The Hobbit was first published this date in 1937. NFL's Monday Night Football made its debut on ABC TV this date in 1970. Bum, 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 bum. In 1989, Hurricane Hugo crashed into Charleston, South Carolina. Baseball said farewell to the original Yankee Stadium as the Bronx Bombers defeated Baltimore Orioles 7-3 this date in 2008. Birthdays. Jerry Bruckheimer. Fellow Kentucky property owner is 77 today. I don't think you can count them as Kentuckians because I don't think they live here full time. Mm. But uh, they own a portion of Nelson County. Mm. Uh, former Kentucky Governor Steve Bashir is 76 today. Smithers, blow out my candles. <laughs> With the cake guard, please. Actor, comedian Bill Murray is 70. Ethan Cohen is 63. Dave Coulier is 61 today. Cut it out. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uncle Joey. Cheryl Hines is 55 today. Faith Hill is 53. And Alfonso Ribeiro is 49 today. Oh, wow. Carlton Carlton. is 49. Current host of America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, Let's see if we can get to the gone but not forgotten. H.G. Wells, born this date in 1866. Larry Hagman, born this date, 1931. Of course, he was the general on, or the colonel on I Dream of Jeannie. And then J.R. Ewing. I mean, oh, yeah, that's right. but he will forever mm-hmm. be known as J.R. Ewing. Leonard Cohen, born this date, 1934. Toppers. Let's go way, way, let's get in the way, way back machine to 1946. I'm getting out. Al Dexter, number <laughs> one. I've traveled in the north, I've traveled in the south, I worked in the city and I've traveled in and out. I made good money, but it didn't last long. All the troubles were one women in the song. I've got them, I've had them. Lord, Lord, Lordy, I've got them now. Okay. Wine, women, and song. All right, okay. All right. Was that a Lordy, Lordy? Lordy, Lordy. It wasn't Lordy, Lordy. I'd always, I was I'd always heard. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. I'd always heard the phrase wine, women, and song, but I thought it was going to be a little more refined oh. or cultural. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like poetic, like mm-hmm. wine, women, and song. Right. I didn't realize it was Al Dexter <laughs> from Hee Haw. 1955. Chuck Berry, number one. This was on our eight track that we get to listen to our kids. My dad sits at our music. This one was a pretty. Huh. Yeah, the Ray Stevens eight track and this one with the greatest hits on it. Your dad had properly vetted Maybelline and her mm-hmm. virtue, and she was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so this, this was this before Maybelline the makeup came out? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. Oh yeah. Long before. <laughs> mm-hmm. I presume long before. Let's go to 1964. 
Did I mention 1964? Oh, no. This is 1973. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Not my favorite Tony Orlando and Dawn song. Okay, so Tony Orlando, is that my favorite tie? The yellow Mm -hmm. ribbon? Yes. And Knock Three Times. That's the same. Mm -hmm. Yep. Record, right? Yep, all the same record. Yep, Yep. you got it. Uh, Chicago was number one, hard to say I'm sorry, in 82. But in 1991, Boys to Men. Shame, the music scene. And clothing scene. Motown Philly. (laughs) Yep. They showed us how to really wear. Yes. Like, you're all doing it wrong. Overalls. Duck heads all the way. Both eyes. MBs. You and your friends were supposed to match. What happened to that? You and Jason were supposed to look alike. We did. We went town. (laughs) We looked like Big Enos and Little Enos from Smokey and the Bandit. We wore those matching suits. That's accurate. You did. <laughs> By the way, I have a more appropriate <laughs> comparison to Big Enus and Little Enus on the local scale, if anyone is ever curious. Just ask me. Can we ask now? No. I know it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Misty knows who it is. Oh, dear. She knows I don't want to answer the phone all day. <laughs> even though, even I don't though, have to quit the station today. <laughs> even though it is spot, it is spot on. on. It is spot on. Oh, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. I would love to do it. We that's, will. That's, that's last show. That's material. last show. It's last yeah. show. Material. It's on, it's on the agenda for last show. Yeah, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The secret of living well eat half, walk double, laugh triple, and love without measure. The secret of living well is eat half, walk double, laugh triple, and love without measure. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of.